Every day is a new day, a day to start over, try again, choose something different. The past no longer constricts. The past is now the stepping stone that uplifts. You refuse to settle for a life less than one you love. You may not be sure how you're going to get where you want to go, but that's okay, because you're willing to trust that you'll figure it out. You're ready to break free and move forward. Live a life you didn't know existed because you now choose to write your own story. My name is Kim O'Neill, and on Every Day is a New Day, we'll explore topics that remind you just how amazing you already are. You really are, and that you have infinite possibilities awaiting you, always. We'll hear from really awesome guests and how they got through challenging times in life. And we'll combine the secular with the spiritual, releasing the stigma and choosing to step into all of who we are as we reclaim our missing pieces. The game of life isn't over yet. It's just beginning. Welcome. Welcome to Every Day is a New Day. And I am your host, Kim O'Neill. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my goodness. So I, you know, thank you for being here today. We are we are live and as your host i am live in southern california if you have followed me at all this is not technically my my first show you may have previously heard my other show which was perk up with kim over on another fantastic network and as life shifts and change changes we start new ventures and so i'm so excited to to be starting this show with you on bbs radio station two so Thank you for being here today. Who am I? My name is Kim O'Neill. I do a few things. I'm a personal empowerment coach. I do energy work such as Reiki and a few other modalities. And I have this radio show. And with full disclosure, I also am a crime analyst at a police department. So that's a little bit about me so you know where I'm coming from. And if you want to find out more, I invite you to go to my website, which is KimO'NealCoaching.com. And O'Neill is O-N-E-I-L-L. And so that's KimO'NealCoaching.com. And again, I'm so excited to be here. So today, our first show here on BBS, we are we're going to be talking about how to get out of your own way, getting out of your own way. What does that mean? And just experiences that that I've had and my fantastic guest has had with that, because I think it's just so relevant to to a lot of our life experiences. So with that said, my guest today is the very funny and talented Carrie Hummingbird. And let me share with you a little bit about her. She is a life catalyst, energy medicine practitioner, award-winning author and inspirational speaker, and she has over 20 years of experience in leading by inspiration with a special passion for empowering women to be the artists of their lives. And she has a number of certifications, some of which are in energy medicine as a spiritual coach and also doing fire walks. How cool is that? I think that's just, that's so awesome. I can't wait to ask her about that. And she's also the 2017 president of the Austin, Texas chapter of NAPW, which is National Association of Professional Women. So with that said, I'm so, so excited 
excited to be talking about this topic today with Carrie Hummingbird. So Carrie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on the show and this is one of my favorite topics is how do you get out of your own way and I always tell people get unstuck. So this is one of my favorite things. Awesome. Well, it, you know, and I will just go ahead and share with people how we met because we only recently met. Um, but I just really love your energy, Carrie. So we recently met, for those listening, we recently met at a conference that was in Sunrise, Florida, a fantastic conference called the Global Influence Summit. Um, and so for anybody who, you know, maybe you're a coach or you you're an entrepreneur and your part of your focus is making a positive difference in the world, having a positive influence in and the people that you impact, then I definitely would invite you to check that out. Um, and again, that's called the Global Influence Summit. So we met at this conference and I just immediately loved Carrie's energy. She's she's just very vibrant, very down to earth, and she's really good at reading energy. I had a, a powerful moment at the conference and she was just so, so calming and very loving and, um, and she shared some experiences with me that just told me she was a fantastic guest for this topic. So that's how we met. And Carrie, did you have anything you wanted to say about that? Well, I mean, I love that Global Influencers Summit. Who who wants to make changes and doesn't love something like that? Every single person in there wants to make changes in the world and wants to have the world be a fantastic place to live. And, and they've all got their unique gifts and talents and they're showing up. And so, yeah, that was a beautiful experience to be around all that positive energy. Oh my goodness. I know it's, it really, it really helps shine a light on how much, how much goodness and positivity there is in the world. It's, you know, it's for anyone who's needing to shift focus. I, that was a fantastic two, three days for me to just be able to see so much light in one room. Um, it, yeah. So I agree. Well, Carrie, I want to ask you a little bit more about you before we get into today's topic. Would you mind sharing with us? Um, you know, I gave a little bit about your background and bio. Would you share with us a little bit more about what you do these days? Absolutely. So what I do is, um, it's healing, essentially. Everything I do is is around healing. It's around healing the subconscious mind, <clears throat> finding those places that were really stuck in old patterns and ancestral things and cultural things that keep us bound up and not really living the full expressed life that we really want to live. And when we do that work, the result is that our hearts get unblocked and the love can flow through so much easier when there's not all that constriction happening in the heart. Uh, not all those shields up, you know, the shields that we hold over our hearts to keep ourselves from getting hurt and, uh, disappointed and all those things. Well, all of that really just serves to constrict the flow of energy, you know, yeah. through our hearts and, that affects all of our joy and the ability to connect deeply with others and to make an impact in the world in the way we really want to show up. And I think that, uh, you know, that's kind of the, the, the space that I work in. And I work a lot with women because I'm a woman. And so obviously I understand that conundrum pretty well. <laughs> like, <laughs> being a woman, uh, and all the stuff that goes along with being a woman and in our culture, in Western culture. So, um, 
I like leading women because I understand the challenges that women face were built a little different uh, than men, I think. And it's uh, it's a very twisty, turny, uh, sometimes precarious journey being a woman in our society. And um, so, yeah, so that's that's what I really I like to help women navigate those uh, those confusing places and really that's the stuff that we need to get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> All that stuff that doesn't, it just doesn't help us because what it does is, is, is make it more difficult for us to connect in a really genuine, authentic way with others. So I love, um, I love watching people go through that journey because it's, it is a difficult journey when you first start. And even along the way, it can be super challenging to face those uncomfortable things. But the beauty of it is that on the other side of that yucky stuff is a whole lot of goodness. And when you can show up in a room, and I think this is what you were resonating with is when, you know, I've done a lot of personal work. So when I showed up at the GIS, I was so excited. You know, I, my heart was just wide open, you know, in a room with other change makers and my heart's just flowing with love and I'm excited and, and I'm not really concerned about um, anybody's status or who's in the room, you know, I'm just looking around going, who's got the big bright lights in their hearts. Those mm. are the people I want to meet. Oh, I love that. You know, this is, this is excellent because I don't, I don't know if you saw, I actually wrote a, a new blog article since, <laughs> since that conference. And it's actually all about how I felt that my heart opened up at that mm. conference. Yeah. So that is excellent. Well, okay, tell us about the firewalks that you do. I didn't get to really talk to you about that at the conference, but how does that play into the work that you do? Oh, it really plays into everything. Uh, the firewalk, the benefit of the firewalk is, is it's not really about, you know, Tony Robbins does it, and it's that's probably where a lot of people know about firewalking, and he's amazing. And, but, you know, the thing that he does it for is truly empowerment. You know, that's really the focus of, of why he does the firewalk. But for me, what was most interesting about the firewalk was that it taught me how my brain makes up stories. Mm. Because as I was in the workshop, you know, every firewalk, if it's any good, has a workshop. That's the whole point is that you're learning. It's not really about walking in the fire. It is. Okay. But it's it's more about learning about challenges, learning about life's challenges and how you approach the firewalk is how you approach every challenge in your life. Oh, so when you see it. that fire stretching in front of you, there's a big challenge, right? Like that fire's got a lot of heat. It's got a lot of power. And if you have less power than the firewalk or less power than the challenge in your life, then you're not going to be able to cross that fire. You're not going to be able to beat that challenge. But if you have more energy than the challenge, then you can beat it. And it's like nothing, you know, if you've got more energy. And, you know, the other lesson about the firewalk is that, you know, who put the energy in the challenge? You did. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> you put the energy in the challenge because you believe it. Yeah. You believe it's got power. Yep. You made up a story that said it's got a lot of power. Yep. Okay. You know what? I probably should have started this where we talk about what is getting in our own way. And then you can talk all about how firewalks are so amazing for getting us out of our own way. <laughs> totally. Right? Well, we're always, this, this is the subject. So we're going to get there. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, so... 
<laughs> so when I was thinking about this, you know, like what is getting in our own way? Like the whole reason, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this is because I can recall many times in my life, um, back in my early 20s, when people would say to me, you're getting in your own way. And I'm thinking, like, what does that even mean? I, I, don't, I don't know what getting in my own way even means. And as I was doing some, some searching, just trying to prepare for this, I really came down to, a, it had a lot to do with trusting ourselves and not realizing what resources we have access to. At least that's what came through for me. Um, any, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's storytelling in my worldview <laughs> because I'm a really good storyteller <laughs> and I used to tell really bad stories, you know, and those became real. So, you know, the more, the more stories I told, the more times I told, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but like, if you tell a story a bunch of times, the more times you tell it, the more solid you feel about how true it is yes. and you can do that to yourself and then you make it real. And then you can start perceiving the whole world that way. Like you've got these little glasses on that say that this story is completely true. And then everywhere you look, you get evidence to prove it. There's well, actually some, a scientific term for that. And I'm not remembering it right now, but that's how our brains work. Well, and sometimes we don't even real that, realize that we've made up a story because we think we're basing things off of facts. But those facts might be, well, a previous experience, which doesn't necessarily mean future experiences have to be just like the previous one. Or we're basing it off of something that we've heard that probably has someone else's opinion in there somewhere and we buy into things without even thinking twice about it sometimes. So I find that asking questions like, is this really true? Or does this feel right to me? And like really starting to get in there and open up that story that we've told to see like, does it change? If I ask some questions, does the story start to shift? And when it does, then that's how we know like, oh, oh, that, that was a story, which really everything can be broken down to being a story. <laughs> Well, we're really good storytellers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's the human experience is we're going to tell a bunch of stories and then we're going to see which ones stick to the wall, you know, and, yeah. and we teach our kids stories, you know, so from the time we're zero to seven, we're, we're getting told stories already. And because we don't have any filter or ability to just choose what stories to believe, we just believe them all. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, so I was like trying to come up with a list of like, how are some ways, uh, you know, just when we start to flesh this out more and more, like what are some other ways that we get in our, our way, our own way? Well, by not forgiving others, because I think it all comes down to energy, right? So like all the ways that we block energy by not forgiving someone else, by not forgiving ourselves, when we are maybe too attached to specific, specific outcomes, when we assume we already have the answer, right? So like being locked into that story. Um, not feeling our emotions, blaming other people. I mean, I could just go on and on. I feel like there's so many ways. And like you said, it comes down to the story and that energy. I noticed for me, like when I started to really, um, it's only been a few years where I've really started to connect with energy and gain a deeper understanding of it within myself, where that's when I realized, oh, like I have had this power all along and the more I start to, you know, listen to it and understand what the energy is telling me and where I currently am and then play with it and shift it, then that, um, 
I'm starting to lose track of thought, my thought. Um, that opens me up even more though. And I realize I'm starting to get out of my own way. <laughs> yes. Well, there, you know, there's lots of ways to get out of your own way. And I think the first step is to realize that you might not be correct in what you're thinking. Yes. That you might have gotten some faulty information or ideas. And it's not really, sometimes it's interesting to find out where those faulty ideas came from. Like, oh, well, I got that from my ancestors or maybe, you know, for those of you who believe in past lives, oh, that's from my past life or, you know, but all of this is just really more stories. And so the, at the end of the day, the, the question to really ask is, does this make me feel good? And is there something else, another way of being that I could show up that make me feel better than I feel right now? Yes. And can I get there? What ways would you recommend for someone to get there? Well, try, it's sort of like trying on a different hat, you know? So if you, if you always wear this one hat and you're just used to that hat, but then one day you realize, you know, I don't really like myself in this hat. This hat doesn't make me happy, but it's my hat. So I have to keep wearing it. You know, if there's another hat lying around, you might just pick it up and see what it feels like when you put it on. Now, if you're, if you know what I'm talking about, you probably feel awkward when you first put this new hat on. Like, this isn't the way I'm supposed to look. I don't know about this. It feels uncomfortable. It's bringing up things. And the trick is to let that, all that resistance, just be with it while you notice if you actually like it better to have this new hat on. Absolutely. Yes. I, I think experimentation um, yes. is a, is can be a, a safe way to feel like, okay, I'm going to try this other thing. I don't have to, I don't have to feel like I'm locking myself into something else, you know, but I can just, I can just experiment with it. And if I, if I decide I don't like it, then, you know, we can always go back to our, our safe old ways, but I feel like experimentation is a, a safer way to step into something new without feeling like we're locked into it. And by the way, I live in a city, so if you can hear any of these outside noises, <laughs> that is why. Um, well, you know, know, I like experiments. That was one of the, my favorite things I learned from one of my teachers, Heather Ashamaro, is about experiments. And, you know, setting a timeline on the experiment. So I'm going to run this experiment for this much time, you know, for these many hours or these many days or these many weeks. And I'm just going to notice what happens. I'm just going to be a witness to the experiment, knowing I can always go back, right? I don't have to stay there. I can be like an actor. I always like to think about it that way too. It's like if I was, if I was somebody else, then what would that be like for me to walk around in their clothing or talk like them or think like them? And, you know, then you can kind of extrapolate and say, well, if there's like a perfect version of myself that I want to invite in to my world, what does that person feel like to me? What would, what would I think when I'm this person? How would I behave when I'm this person? This is particularly good for 
those people who are looking for, you know, their love partner, for example, and they're getting in their own way. And the, the reason that you know you're getting in your own way is because you're dating the same person over and over again, and it always ends the same way, right? That's a clear right. sign, getting in your own way. And if you want to invite something different, you've got to actually become different. And that's the fun part is to step into that, be an actor or an actress and play a different role of yourself. The, the thing you really want to invite in, become that. I, yeah, definitely. You know, when I was, I know that that works for sure. When I was a kid, I was taking voiceover lessons, not voiceover lessons, singing lessons. And my grandma used to say, well, pretend you're Celine Dion in this moment. And when I would sing while thinking that I'm Celine Dion, I actually got better. And <laughs> <laughs> it works. It's real. Yeah. It's, and it's also, I mean, it also brings to mind the concept of quantum jumping by Bert Goldman, I think it is. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you've tried that, but I, it, I heard about that a year ago and I tried it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this. It's basically a guided, it's kind of like a guided visualization thing. Anyway, it's all, it's all about experimentation, exactly what you're saying. And um, I think that's a great suggestion. It's fun too. I mean, like make it fun. I mean, it, everything doesn't have to be so serious. I mean, I know this personal development work, spiritual work, you know, it has this stigma of being difficult and long and hard. And, you know, it doesn't yeah. really have to be that way. I mean, it actually can just be like fun. And, yeah. you know, you're just trying on a new hat and seeing. And, and, you know, I like it because I actually think like multiple personality people are just exposing the truth of every one of us because we're all like, how many people are in there? Like a lot, right? <laughs> Yes. So maybe you just give that a little more airtime, you know, if, if you're not liking what you're experiencing, just like try on another personality for a little while and see if you like it better. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. definitely. We, um, I know a lot of people talk about, you know, you show one face to your coworkers at work and then you show another face in your personal life. And sometimes we feel like we're two different people. And that's something that, you know, I never even really understood that until I heard years ago, I heard another coworker say that to me. And I was like, Oh, really? Like, he's not the same person right now. Um, and so that was kind of an odd thing. And then I started to realize, Oh, my goodness, I kind of do the same thing. And I recently heard someone else say, separation causes pain, separation, separation in our lives. So when we, um, you know, and it's one way to think of this is, oh, okay, if someone's being fake, but I don't necessarily think of it as being fake. I think it's that we don't always feel comfortable being more relaxed, being our fun, bubbly self or whatever it is in certain environments. And so we start to close ourselves off and block ourselves from other energy that might be around us. And what does that do? That starts to then contribute to how we show up in the world. I mean, I'm, I'm speaking right now from personal experience and, um, you know, it really, it, the longer we do that, like you were talking earlier, we create a momentum in that and we start to think that that's our norm. And I think that's for sure a way that we get, we can get in our own way. And so, so anyway, so, you know, yeah, I, I, I definitely am feeling that I had a situation recently that really highlighted for me so many different ways that especially as women, we get in our own way. <clears throat> and I think, um, a big part of it is not being comfortable with ourselves 
you know, yeah. and that, that whole not showing up thing is about, you know, we all feel society, uh, patterns around gossip and, uh, you know, it's, it's not being yeah. accepted. That's what it is. It's not being accepted. And we also don't really know how to handle negative energy, um, generally speaking. And so that's what gossip is about, actually, is about not knowing how to handle negative energy. It's kind of like hot potato, you know, so somebody like flings some negative energy on you and then you like want to fling it someplace else. So you share it, you know, it's like, I'm not going to hold this hot potato. It's burning my hands. So I'm going to like fling it over there and share it with this person and be like, oh my gosh, look at this. Like, here's my going to forward the email and now I'm going to share it with you. And now you've got the hot potato and you're going to pass it on to somebody else. Like <laughs> you wouldn't believe what happened to my friend, you know, and then everybody's talking about it. And that's, it's just, you know, it's just not knowing how to process the, uh, toxic energy. And, you know, it's sort of like my naughty puppy. You know, I wrote an article about this last week with my naughty puppy, <laughs> my naughty pot. This is how I resolved this conflict with the email that I received. That was, you know, like that. And I did not forward it because I've got a little more skill than I used to have. And I sat on it. I sat on it and thought, you know, there's probably some lesson here. I'm going to wait on it and learn. And I think, this is another way we get in our own ways is that we don't give ourselves time to process. So it's really important to take that time to process. And so I took the time, I took a couple of days and just like, you know what, I don't need to respond to this right now. I'm just going to let it sit. And when I let it sit, I got this wonderful experience of my puppy destroying my office. And, you know, my house plant was upended and the dirt was everywhere and the plant was totally chewed up and destroyed. And oh. I'm so upset. And I was like, that's, naughty puppy and I just and she's so cute she's like this little white puppy and she's adorable she looks like an angel and she's just curled up in her little bed looking at me like uh oh you know <laughs> and I thought to myself what is up with this puppy and I realized oh she had a lot of pent-up energy and it she was frustrated because I wasn't around and she didn't know what to do with the energy so she tore up my office oh and this is what we're all doing. You know, we don't, we're pent up, we're frustrated and we don't know what to do with the energy. Yeah. Yeah. I read that article by the way, and I know you shared that one on LinkedIn and it was really good. So if anyone wants to find it, that's, it, it was called Naughty Puppies Need Love, correct? Yes. <laughs> Very cute. I love it. Oh, I, yeah, I completely agree. It's in a, in a, Whenever there's something that's shocking and unpleasant, you're right. It's, it's, you know, we want to kind of share it and yeah, get rid of it. And, and, um, we think that in some ways that, that might alleviate something, but little do we know, we're actually just sort of compiling more onto it. More and more and more. And, um, you know, and it just, com yeah, energetically, it really compounds actually, uh, I heard from somebody recently, one of my clients reached out to me and she was like, so this anger management coach gave my husband this recommendation for his difficult, um, you know, business partner okay. that he should put a picture of the person on his, on, you know, on a punching bag and beat it. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Oh, wow. Attack. I mean, this is the advice that's circulating out there. You know, it's like, yes, let me direct like more negative energy at the person oh. when naughty puppies actually need love. Like that's, that's the truth. Naughty puppies need love. And 
we need love. So when wherever we're acting out and we're getting in our own way, it's because some part of our subconscious is not being heard. It's being squashed. You know, all those yeah. personalities we were talking about that get buried under there because we have a dominant personality that says, nope, I am the only personality that's allowed to shine. And the right. rest of them are hiding in the, in the shadows. Well, okay, this, this is a fantastic scenario. So let's say someone realizes, okay, I don't want to, you know, do the hot potato thing. I don't want to pass this on to someone else. And I realize, you know, some love or kindness might be needed in this moment, but I'm so frustrated. I'm so upset. I'm so ticked off, whatever it is that I can't seem to really get there. What, what would be, you know, what are some steps that you might recommend to someone so that they can start to ease into that space where they can just give love and dissipate the energy all on their own without sending it on to anybody else. You know what? This is the hardest thing for anyone to hear who's angry at somebody else. <laughs> the only reason you're totally I, I think I know what you're say. <laughs> at that person is because you're doing the same thing to yourself. Yeah. That's the only reason you're upset is because this person's actually telling you there's a grain of truth and, you know, truth being relative, right? So when I'm saying grain of truth, I mean, at some level, you agree with them. You, yeah. at some level, you think they're right and it's pissing you off because you don't want to hear that. The last thing you want to do is work on the thing that they're pointing out. Right. Well, we don't want to believe that what we don't like in other people is actually something that we don't like in ourselves. We, it's, there seems to be sort of this barrier where we, we know we don't like it, but I do that too. What, what do you mean? <laughs> and, and then the clue, the clue is I would never, when you say Ooh. I would never, especially if it's like that, like, it's like, I would never, then you yeah. know that actually you would. And there's some aspect of you that would, because neutrality is actually not having it. Oh, let's think about that for a moment. Neutrality is not having, oh, yes, 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 I agree, yes. Be yeah, because I believe that we're only triggered by things that we have in ourselves to begin with. So yeah, that makes sense. So I'm gonna go back to my naughty puppy story. Okay. So, I, so when I got done with my puppy, I realized, oh, naughty puppies need love. And so then I was able to have compassion for the naughty adult <laughs> professional in my life. And I was able to go, okay, okay, yeah. So I have, she needs love. I see that. And then I softened my heart. That opened me, allowed me to soften my heart. And I reread the email and I thought to myself, is there any part of this that's true for me? And in that investigation, when my heart was a little soft because I had some compassion, I realized, okay, she, there might be some truth here because I'm resisting it. There actually was. I did owe her an apology. I owed her an apology for something that had happened a long time ago. And so I delivered that apology as best I could. And I felt really good about it. And so I, um, a couple days later, actually like today, I got another email and this, yeah, it like doesn't end. I got oh no. another one and it was like, I think that, you know, you really destroyed my life and you should um, send, make a Facebook post and tag everybody from that was in our community and apologize publicly for how you, you ruined my life. And at that wow. point I felt neutral. I felt totally neutral and I saw somebody who was not ready to step into her own truth and her own power. Mm. And my response was actually you did that to yourself and 
the moment that you can realize that you're creating your entire life is the moment you're going to step into your power and really get the life you want. And so I know this is probably hard for you to hear right now, but it's the biggest gift you're ever going to receive is somebody being so honest with you to tell you you're making this all up. You're doing it to yourself. And the moment you own that and step into that responsibility of that, you are going to see such a different life for yourself. It's going to be night and day. Mm. And no, people are afraid to tell you that because of how you act, but I'm not afraid. And I'm just going to tell you. So I don't know how that's going to be received. Probably not well, but (laughs) you know, that's the truth. The truth is that we are each making it all. My mom used to tell me you're making this all up. And it was really bothering me. And actually I just got closure on it like last week and I owned it. And I said, you're right. I am making this all up. (laughs) It isn't that amazing. (laughs) Like, look at my life. It's fabulous. I'm making it all up every minute. I'm making it up. So I used to make up bad stories. Now I'm making up good stories. We're all making it all up. Well, that took some guts for you to send her that email, but I agree. You did give her a gift. Whether or not she sees it in this moment, it, um, it probably shined a light on something that will be pivotal for her. So, so good job. Truth is hard, you know, but the truth yeah. shall set you free. Absolutely. So that's well, the difficult work you've got to do. Like everybody has to do that work within themselves. If they really want to be free, that's the path to freedom is to stop and investigate all those difficult truths that you don't want to look at. Yes. If you're, you know, if you're pointing the finger out there, three fingers are pointing back at you. Yeah. Well, okay. So what I want to add to that is another thing that, you know, this, this conference that we last went to was, um, was very pivotal for me for a variety of reasons. I know you saw some of it, but there was a lot of other stuff going on inside of me. And, um, I realized, <laughs> I realized, really? I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, for those, so for everyone listening, um, I'm not going to get into the details, but basically I completely broke down and cried in front of everybody, which was something I, um, Woo-hoo. yeah, right. We got, to, I told you, I got, got some variety going on over here. Um, so yeah, I totally broke down and cried in front of everyone and, and it was something I did not want to do and yet I knew I needed to do it. But what got me to that space was I actually started the conference thinking, I just, I just, I, it's like something came to me and I realized, oh my goodness, I think I need to see what limiting beliefs I might have. And so I actually started the conference that way. And I just sort of set that intention. Like, you know what, I'm, I want to find out what limiting beliefs I have because, you know, overall, I think things are going great in my life and I'm enjoying things, but I had to be honest with myself. Am I a hundred percent, you know, happy or satisfied with where things are? No, I'm not. And so as I just sort of opened that, it was a can of worms, but as I opened that space up and said, okay, what limiting beliefs do I have? As we went on with the conference and you've got all of these people, you know, saying all this, um, you know, inspiring, empowering, insightful um, information and, um, and stories with all of us, you know, it's like, as we hear that stuff, it really takes us inward into our deeper, into our own lives and what's going on there. And, um, and then we did some exercises with other people and, you know, get to hear other people's stories. And just as I was doing that, oh my goodness, stuff was coming up and, um, and, I, where was I going with this? Based on what you were just saying earlier, I, you know, just, I don't know, all this stuff was coming up and had I chosen to not do that, I would have continued to be stuck. Um, 
maybe that's where I was going with this is, but I, you know, but by opening that up, I could see what was there, what was kind of under the surface. And I just allowed it to bubble up so that I could then release it. And it, go ahead. Releasing is so important. Yeah. Uh, and it's something that we're really trained, not okay to do, right? Not okay to cry, not right. okay to express anger. It's fine to be joyful and happy, you know, that everyone likes that. But then if you've got some other emotions that are heavier, it's like not okay. And the thing I want to say about crying is like, you know, when you're, let's just take it to nature, you know, in nature, when um, it's been dry and hot and outside and the plants are just thirsty, you know, it's the rain, it's the rain that washes the smog out of the air for everybody in LA, you know? Yes, yes. The rain washes the smog out of the air. And and the rain waters and nurtures everything. The rain takes all the the heavy energy and brings it down into the soil where it can be, you know, mulched and digested. And the same is true for human emotions. You know, the rain is what is, takes all the toxic waste and releases it through our tears so that we can be free of that. Absolutely. I love that explanation. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's it's exactly it. It totally is. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, so Carrie, we are going to take a break here and um, for all those listening, it's, it'll just be about 90 seconds or so. So stay with us. And when we come back, Carrie, will you share with us, um, you recently shared with me and online a story about um, how things have shifted for you in your love life. Will you share with us? Absolutely. Oh, goody, goody. Okay, so stay right there. We're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back with, with more. No matter how your life looks today, your possibilities are endless. You deserve all the joy, peace, and excitement in life that you desire. Life doesn't come with a manual, and that's why personal coaching is so awesome. Moving forward is easier. Creating a new reality for yourself, healing your mind and body, it's all possible. Visit KimO'NealCoaching.com today to learn more and schedule your free consultation. Sometimes we wish we could practically do nothing and still feel better. Guess what? You kinda can. When you schedule a Reiki or guided meditation session, you can just be and receive and allow the energy to shift. There's relief. These energy sessions can be done alone or combined with a coaching session. Find out more at KimO'NealCoaching.com and click on the Energy Work tab. And we're back. You're listening to Every Day is a New Day with Kim O'Neill and my really awesome guest, Carrie Hummingbird. We're talking about getting out of your own way. And I recently heard Carrie share a story about, you know, this subject. And then it was related to how she met her current, um, her current partner. And so 
I, you know, we're coming out of, well, it's been like, what, a week and a half or so since Valentine's Day, but I think it's very fitting. And um, I, you know, I would love to hear the story again. So Carrie, would you share that story with our listeners? Absolutely. I think this is the story I was sharing with you uh, in the hallway. Yes. <laughs> in the break. Yeah. So, well, you know, I was, uh, the little preamble to it is I was married uh, for 20 years uh, in a relationship where we were very much opposites and he could find everything wrong and with the situation and I could really find everything right. And so meeting in the middle was, uh, we never able, were able to actually get to the middle. Um, but we, we had two kids, we had a wonderful life. And I just, at some point I just said, you know what? I really, I'm tired of, of lifting him up. I'm tired of filling that cup and I need to go. And when I left, I kind of left, you know, sort of like, uh, rebelliously, like a teenager, like, oh, you know, Mr. Wright's right around the corner and, and I'm, you know, I'm just such a catch, you know, I was very cocky and, uh, and I, you know, you are a catch. I, I, you are, I was really cocky. I was not owning my stuff. And about six months in, I realized there were still problems and I was the only one in my house. So I was like, Hmm, maybe there's something for me to work on. It's not all his fault. So I'm very well aware of getting in my own way in that regard. And, uh, the interesting thing is I started my journey and I started my healing and, and I actually did a lot of personal spiritual growth by dating, um, by dating people and uh, dating different men. And and I would, you know, make my list of the universe. Like, this is the man I want to send, you know, send this man to me. And then I would get somebody that was kind of like that. And then there would be something I didn't like. So then I would, you know, be like, that's nah, not what I wanted. You know, universe, <laughs> you're screwing up. <laughs> this is what I want, you know, and then I'd be demanding and make my list and, and that went on for a couple of years. And what I started realizing was that I could actually chart my progress of healing and, and, and how well I was doing getting out of my own way by the people that were showing up to date me. And because they kept getting better and better and better. And I was like, wow, this is getting really good. You know, like this is, this is much closer to what I wanted. And at some point I kind of reached the end of the rope on that. I had gone as far as I could really go without going all the way. And when I say that, I mean, you know, I'd made my list. I was like, this is exactly who I want to bring into my life. I fully understand that in order to bring this person into my life, I need to actually become all those things I made in my list. Mm. And so I worked on that. I became all those things. I became compassionate. I became unconditionally loving towards myself. I became all these things, you know, and I'm not, I flip in and out, you know, I'm just a human. So I still have self-judgment and all that too, but I'm aware of it and I work on it and I'm compassionate and all of these things with myself. So I became that person. And, you know, about a year before um, my sweetheart did show up. So there's there's the spoiler. But (laughs) I mean, I kind of started hearing him and in the middle of the night, like I would be like connecting I'd be like, wow, okay, this guy really is real. Like, I think he's real. I always knew he was okay, I think I know what he looks like and I can hear his voice almost. And, and I would talk to him in the middle of the night and I'd be like, you know, and I was getting frustrated. So I was like, you know what, get your butt here. Cause I can't wait anymore for you. It's getting very frustrating. <laughs> and, you know, but I had my doubt because he wasn't showing up. And I thought, you know, I even told him in my, in my midnight chats, you know, listen, I'm in Austin, Texas, you know, <laughs> don't know where I am. That's where I am. Come and find me. I've got red hair. You know, <laughs> I was, you know, giving him instructions and, um, and then finally I thought, you know, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just crazy. You know, maybe I am going to be some kind of, you know, 
a lonely dog lady because I don't have cats, but maybe I'll be a dog lady and I'll just be alone the rest of my life. And I, and I kind of went through this phase where I really explored that deeply. Um, I, I had almost ruined a really good conscious male friendship, um, trying to force him into the position of the partner I wanted because he was, you know, because he was meeting a lot of my checklist, you know, I was like, listen, you're on a spiritual path. Check. You know, you're this tall. Check. (laughs) You must be him. And he's like, I don't think we have that agreement in this lifetime, but I'd really like to be your friend if you would let me. (laughs) And I almost ruined that friendship. So um, at which point my spiritual coach almost fired me and told me, you haven't learned anything and I'm going to fire you. And I thought, you can't abandon me in my moment of like the most need. You can't possibly leave me to myself. This is horrible. Um, but he really was doing that to get me to really see how serious it was. And so I ended up going to this, um, support group for people that are sort of addicted to love. And I explored, am I addicted to love? Like, am I so addicted to love that I'll just love anybody just so I can have love. And after a few weeks of sitting through that, I was like, you know what? I think, I think there's an issue here. I think it might be true. And I was reading the little handbook and the first step to recovery because it's sort of like you know a recovery program and the first step was that you're not in control you know god is in control you know Mm. and oh i had such a hard time with that one because i like to control everything you know i want to manifest it i want him to walk in the door just the way i thought he would be and i want to you know i want to have controlled that situation and made it predictable And that was a really hard one for me. And I was remember sitting in my lazy boy chair, like going, well, I think it's true. I think you're, you know, you, God, spirit, universe, you're not going to bring me this man I want until you think I'm ready to receive him. Until you really think I'm ready to honor this person in my life, you're not going to let me have what I want. Wow. Well, and there's no faking it because you can see right through me. So I guess I'm just going to have to let it go and trust. And maybe it happens and maybe it doesn't. But I'm going to be grateful. I made that choice to be grateful. And this is a really good one for getting out of your own way. Is Mm. to realize that everything in your life is there for you to help you grow and learn the lessons that you came in here to learn. And it's all for you. It's not against you. It's for you. And to be grateful and to say, thank you for knowing me so well that you bring me exactly what I need to take the next step step into my journey so I can open up my love even more. And I made that choice. I let it go. And about a month later, I was leading my second firewalk. And into the room walks this man who meets my list. Like on the outside, I can tell. I'm like, oh, he's, oh, wow. Okay, he's that. He's, ooh, there. (laughs) All right, I like this. And not only that, but he's like sitting in the second row. And every time I say something like mildly profound, he's like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah. Like he's like that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. Stay in your power, Carrie. Don't look at the hot chocolate guy in the second row. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was really amazing. And it had just so happened that my ex-husband also was at that 
um, at that firewalk because I had invited him to come see what I was up to. And he brought his wow. girlfriend. Wow. So like I pulled in with the new, uh, you know, and then as if that wasn't enough confirmation, I, um, I was at the grocery store, like maybe a week after our first date late at night. I'm never there late. I was there getting milk cause I didn't have any food for my kids <laughs> for the morning. And I was like, Oh, I gotta go get cereal and milk. So I'm at the store. I'm multitasking, talking to my mom. Cause I never talked to her, you know, on time or enough, you know, she always needs more, you know, how moms are. And so I'm on the phone with my mom and I'm multitasking. This man is like lurking nearby. And I, you know, and I reminded myself, you're not scanning the room anymore. Cause I used to scan the room everywhere I went looking for the one, you know, so I was okay, I'm not going to scan the room, but this man was lurking. He walks over to me, finally, and he taps me on the shoulder and he's like, excuse me. And I'm like, yes. And he says, I think you're dating my son. Wow. Dad. <laughs> his dad. So I mean, confirmation number two and his dad, and I get off the phone with my mom. I'm like, mom, I'm meeting my boyfriend's dad. I got to go. He says <laughs> to me, he says to me, my, he leans in and looks me in the eyes and from his heart, he says, my son is completely in love with you. Oh. Wow. Who gets that? Right. Validation, total confirmation, no need for fear. Here's the love being handed right to you. And wow. in that moment, I realized his last name is Sami, S-A-M-I. And I've studied with the Carol shamans in Peru, and they have two types of energy in their language of Quechua. One is hucha, which is heavy energy, which is the stuff we're talking about getting rid of here tonight. Mm-hmm. And the other, the other word is the light, is sami. Mm. And I realized it, my guides were like, Carrie, silly girl, here he is. <laughs> <laughs> you cut out on that last part. What'd you say? Your wishes. You got everything you asked for. So how did you respond to that when you realized that, oh my gosh, like, is this all happening and kind of like in slow motion, but all really fast in your head? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it all happened. And when I saw him that, I mean, I just, I was so ecstatic and I realized what I needed to do is one really simple thing. Okay. I needed to say yes. 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 I claim it. It's mine. Yes. Woo. Okay. So I freaking love that story because there's so many pieces to it and you can see how it builds up, but then it also shows how the universe was communicating or your guides, you know, whatever term we want to use for it, where it's, we're communicating back to you here. Look, we're okay. We're going to spell it out for you. S A M I. And the reason I know is because they know me so well, like they know how doubtful and mistrusting I've been in my life where, you know, and here's the interesting thing. Cause, um, he's told me since, uh, since then, you know, we have lots of conversations about these kinds of things and we actually did a little video on it, which is things when you watched on Facebook, but he was like, listen, no woman has ever believed me. I always oh. show up with my heart. And I'm always so giving and I just give of myself and they always think I've got some ulterior motive and I'm lying and I'm going to hurt them. And I'm not, but nobody ever believes me. You're the first woman who ever believed me. Oh, I just see, I I love that. So uh, I just want to point out that 
you were saying that like you weren't trusting yourself before and that's for anyone listening that's i think that's one of the ways we tend to get in our own way there's a lot of a lot of um we think we need uh, other people to validate things for us or we need other people to say this is okay to do before you take action or whatever. But what you did in that moment, you were list, you were paying attention. You were listening to your intuition. You were following the signs. And when the universe said flat out, here you go, you didn't decide to change your mind all of a sudden or say, well, wait a second. Are you sure? Because you could see that, yes, this is exactly what you asked for. And there it was right in front of you. And you said yes. I said yes. I knew the most important thing was to say yes. And you know, I, I got to say like my first boyfriend, um, my first serious boyfriend in high school through college was a very similar type of person. And actually when I started basing my list of demands of the universe, uh, for my guy, I actually was using my, my high school boyfriend as the template because I realized Uh. in retrospect how fabulous he was for me. And, you know, the interesting thing is that when I chose my ex-husband as my partner, the reason I felt comfortable with him at that point in my life was because he was a little bit, he was, you know, there was an edge to him. Like there was a critic, there was, Mm. you know, it was uncomfortable. It wasn't just all love. It was like, there was some negativity to it. There was some, you know, censure, there was some, you know, sort of attack. And I felt comfortable with that because I figured, you know, with, that's just how that was more trusting. That was more trustworthy because it wasn't all fantasy and beautiful. It was mean. Okay. You right. know? Yeah. I trusted right. it more because I was like, well, that's what people do. They punish you. So like, that's okay. Like that's real. Oh my gosh. I think that is such a key thing to point out is yes, we, we think that when someone does something that kind of stings or hurts us, that there might be some truth to it because they're not just being all flowery and telling us everything we want to hear. And yet we don't realize how we're actually hurting ourselves in the process and thinking that we have to accept that and we have to buy into that. Um, So, oh my gosh, thank you for sharing that. So Carrie, we are actually getting down to the end of the show and I want to make sure that we, we leave people with information to, um, of how they can get in contact with you and to just, you know, really sum things up. So what I'm, I was making some notes as we were doing this and for those listening, if, if you're wanting some takeaways, you know, how can you get out of your own way? We have love yourself, love yourself through it. We have ask questions. We have question your stories. And is there anything extra you'd like to add to that? Yeah. So, you know, look at how can you bring more trust? How can you be more trusting? How mm-hmm. can you, you know, um, realize that everything is being given for you? Yes. And so as you get into these challenges, it's an opportunity to ask questions about why am I receiving this experience? What is in me that's attracting it? How yes. can I do something different? How can I be different so that I get different? Yes. So good. Okay. So Carrie, how can, what's the best way for people to contact you? Well, my website is uh, carriehummingbird.com and it's K-E-R-R-I hummingbird.com. And I also am on social media as Carrie Hummingbird uh, on LinkedIn and, and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all over the place. And I do daily inspiration. So those are great places to connect with me and get some inspiration. 
Awesome. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> so as we're wrapping up the show, I, I, uh, I see a little messages here and um, I, I just want to give a shout out to BBS. They are fantastic. So, um, okay. So CarrieHummingbird.com. And for those listening, I mean, this lady's amazing. I think you can see that, but um, she's a, uh, she's got a great vibe. So I just want to say, Carrie, thank you for being on today's show. Were there any, any last words that you wanted to share with everyone before we do a final wrap up? Well, I mean, I, I have a free offer that I can give anybody in the audience, which is a free 21 day catalyze your life. It's just a, an email that you get once a day for 21 days. And it just gives you different little nuggets like this to think about, like different things to explore. It doesn't take much time, but it is something to, you know, every day, just chew on another little facet of, Hmm, how am I? What am I doing to myself that maybe I could do something differently and get different results? So nice, nice thing I put together for my clients and for people who are wanting to do some change and, you know, it's a giveaway. Awesome. And is that something they can opt into on your website? It is. Yeah. If they go to my website, they'll find a little button for it. Okay. Fantastic. Well, I just want to say one last thank you to you, Carrie, for being on today's show and sharing your stories. Um, So much just good insight into how we can get out of our own way. And for all those listening, you know, if you would like to continue this conversation, add something to it, um, let us know how this has been impactful for you. What Mm -hmm. thoughts may have may have come up, you know, as you were hearing us talk. Go ahead and, and find us online. Um, Carrie said she's on Facebook, and so am I. I'm on Facebook at Kim O'Neill Coaching. And, uh, of course, my website is also KimO'NeillCoaching.com, O'Neill, O-N-E-I-L-L. And I just want to remind you that if you are going through anything where you're realizing that maybe it's time to, to look at some of the things going on in your life of, and figure out how you might be able to get out of your own way, remember to be easy on yourself. That's where the love comes in. Be easy on yourself. You know, as you look at the stories that you're telling yourself, ask yourself some questions. Be patient if answers don't come up right away. Sometimes, you know, I usually have to ask a question and then just sort of like set it and forget it and see what answers <laughs> come up later. Ron Popeil, right? The <laughs> set it and forget it. <laughs> that always comes to mind. And just, again, continue to love yourself through it all. So be easy on yourself. We are these spiritual beings in these human bodies on this life journey. And I'm just so grateful to be here with all of you listening and with you, Carrie. And with that said, that's that's our show for today. Yay. Thank you so much, Kim. You are such a big light and I love oh. your energy and your so fun. I really was so glad that we met. And I know that uh, people would be so served to give you some more time and connect with you and, and share their thoughts because this is amazing. You're just doing a great job. Thank you for being out there in the world shining your light. Oh, likewise, Carrie. I so appreciate you. Thank you for that. And with that, everyone have a fantastic day until next time. Bye for now.